the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Reserva Cigars here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Dedman, and I'm joined by the world heavyweight tree wrestling champion, Mr. Shane Reeves. I lost that match. And at one point, I finally told my wife, so we bought the dog a new toy. And we're throwing it. And, of course, I managed to throw it up in the top of a magnolia tree. And any other tree this time of year, it fell flat through. But, of course, a magnolia tree, it ain't going to happen. No, it's, it's thicker than thick. And I was, re- I was shaking the tree, trying to get it to fall. Couldn't get it to fall. And she said, well, why don't you climb the tree? I said, it's a $12 toy. I'm not taking a $400 <laughs> trip to the ER for a $12 dog toy, honey. You gave it what for, though? I was impressed I, by the veracity with which you attacked that tree. Hey, I, st- I still, this may be used as evidence at la- later, but I may sneak over there in the middle of the night with an axe. <laughs> Just to show it what's what? <laughs> Just And get my, to- get my $12 toy back. <laughs> you and George Washington out there under the cover of night. I didn't see anything. I was slipping, slipping in and cut it down and get my toy back. But anyway, so you always have a little apprehension when you go to a new shop for the very first time. Right. You always try to figure out what the vibe of the shop's going to be. Now, the universal rule is cigar people are good people. Always. You just you hardly ever find anybody better than cigar people. But coming to the new shop as you're driving here, you're always thinking, okay, am I going to be somewhere dark am i gonna be somewhere this is beautiful i love the open feel i like the retro style furniture i I really like how they've got the whole place set up and i one of the things so i love the style of mid-century modern furniture but so often it looks great and is terribly uncomfortable this doesn't have that problem no yeah they they bought this shop a little over a year ago i want to say and then obviously right before corona hit and then um so it's just been it's been remarkable for me. This was a shop I hung out a little bit at for a time a couple of years ago. Um, under new ownership, this has flourished. Um, so the owners are a married couple, um, and a lot like um, me and Batman, you'll never see him in the same place twice, and it's not by coincidence. Uh, they 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 take turns, and each of them are just wonderful people to sit down, have a cigar with, talk to, and. You know, when you when you come into a shop for the first time and you immediately feel like a regular, you're home. And that's what this was for me. This has become my Tuesday night spot. Yeah, it's just a great place to relax. I mean, I, I really I like the way it's laid out. It's open. I'd be interested if a bunch of people in here. Have you been here when there's been a bunch of people yet? Yeah, and it's not bad. And the ventilation's great. Yeah, ventilation's excellent. I, I was in here last night, and there were two people sitting where we are. There were two people on the couches, granted one of them was me, and then three people up at the bar. And it was, and I was able to have a phone conversation, and, and I'm deaf, so, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty impressive. Well, you know, one of the things, that the topics I put on was to talk about kind of how to decorate your cigar room. I think they got it. Oh, they do. They got, hey, there's a signed picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Conan pose right here above me. That's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and the weirdest mermaid I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's, that's a little <laughs> odd. But the, but the Schwarzenegger picker, picture just won me over. The minute I sat down here and seen the picture of him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the classic Conan pose just won me over. But let's light up a cigar. Let's do it. What are you smoking tonight? So I'm trying something new. Ben here gave me a recommendation. I smoked a Goldie when I got here. They yeah. had the 2020 Goldie, the 660, so you know it was right up my alley. Of course. And it was outstanding. And Ben said, have you had the bronze label? And I hadn't. 
So I'm smoking the La Polina bronze label. So this is a Honduran cigar. This was originally a TAA exclusive, and the response was so huge to it that they went ahead and made it a regular release. Okay. And uh, it's a Honduran binder, Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers, Honduran origin. It doesn't say this is rolling in the Titan de Bronze factory. But all of their stuff is. Well, it says it's rolled actually in a Honduran factory. Oh, interesting. So it may be something that they've just picked up that they've put their label on, but I trust that factory implicitly. Yeah. If they say it's going to, if they, they're willing to put their label on it, I'm willing to put my lips on it. <laughs> Well, that's gonna that's gonna haunt you one of these days saying may, stuff that, like that. That may not have came out just right. But what are you smoking? <laughs> I am smoking a cigar that I absolutely love. This is the AJ Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. Uh, the the AJ Fernandez Enclave is one of my all time favorite cigars, and I I don't smoke it on the show very often, um, or and I don't I think I've only had the broadleaf on the show once before because i don't often go to a shop that carries it well this one does and i was very excited to pick this up today so the uh the enclave broadleaf is a continuation of the original enclave that came out Uh, this one has a connecticut broadleaf wrapper over nicaraguan binders and fillers so they took what was already a flavor over power sort of balanced cigar and they gave it both more power and more flavor and it's just an absolute phenomenal cigar, and it draws perfectly every single time. That's one of those things that I just can't get enough of. Well, I'll tell you what, on the first light, that bronze label is complex. I'm getting, I'm getting some chocolate, and I, and I don't usually get much chocolate out of a cigar. That's not a, that's not a descriptive term people hear me say. I guess cocoa would be more accurate than chocolate. But people don't usually hear me say I'm getting chocolate out of a cigar. But this has that rich flavor. It's a very rich cigar. Um, some of the better. And Honduran's not my favorite tobacco. So it's some right. of the better Honduran that I've had. I'm going to be interested as it gets hot and I really start getting the flavors permeating it, how it how it turns on for me. But that's on the initial light and cut, absolutely outstanding. Now, what's the size on that? Uh, Toro, 6 by 54 Okay. I assume I'm eyeballing it. That's what I would have guessed, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm eyeballing it at a 54 ring gauge. Sorry, everybody. We're holding our microphones tonight, so I hit myself in the face with it. (laughs) And you get get used to doing it a certain way, and then you switch to sitting on a couch smoking, and it's all a different ball game. Yeah. Speaking of ball games, you did that on purpose, didn't you? Um, When you're talented, you're just talented. That's right. So we talked last week about United Cigars uh, launching the Stadium Series with the, the Green Monster. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. And I am really bummed. <laughs> as much as I don't care for the Red Sox, and I wish they, I mean, they could have chosen Wrigley, they could have chosen any number of other uh, famous ballparks. I understand where they did that one. Well, apparently somebody got their trademark in a bunch. And has caused them to call cease and desist. Now, obviously, I'm bummed it's not going to be coming out. All of the reports that I've seen online about this have said that it was because of another cigar manufacturer taking issue with the use of some of the language that that traded on their copyright. Most notably, Chris Johnson's name was thrown in the mix. Pete Johnson. Or Pete Johnson, Yes. Yeah, that guy. Chris is his slower younger brother, (laughs) Pete. So um, with Tatuaje because of the Monster Series. And when I first heard that, I said, well, 
The Green Monster is known by people who don't watch baseball. I guarantee you there's no one out there except for my wife, because she listens to this show, who doesn't smoke cigars, who knows what the Monster series is. So I'm going to venture to say that that is a little bit of a stronger trademark, and it's not trading on those cigars. Well, I was actually talking to somebody about this yesterday, and it looks like this idea that it came from another cigar manufacturer may just all be speculation. The rumor I heard was that it came from the commissioner's office of MLB. Major League Baseball, very likely, allegedly, I have not been able to substantiate this any more than I've been able to substantiate that it came from a cigar manufacturer, but allegedly MLB um, owns the trademark to the Green Monster. The, the Fenway Ownership Group doesn't own the trademark to that, which I found very surprising. Um, but the commissioner is a bit of a cigar guy. He's plugged into the industry. And so when he saw this come out, he, Major League Baseball is not getting a cut of the profits, and so they shut it down. Well, I can see both sides of that. I can see Major League Baseball having to protect their intellectual property. I can respect that. It's a business. They've got to run a business there. I can see them saying, yes, we have to. But I also can see... It's a cigar that honors one of your stadiums. Exactly. Why in the world would you not want that that cigar honoring one of your stadiums? You know, if it put if it pulls in five extra viewers a year, it's money well spent. Yeah. No, I completely agree, and I I really wish we would. I hope I'm hopeful that they can maybe come to some terms, and we eventually do get this uh, in some capacity or another. I mean, I would, because it's, you know, we talk about gimmicks all the time. I didn't even care about the cigar. I just liked the gimmick. And right. I was going to buy it based on that alone. So if it comes out and it's not named the Green Monster, it's just named the CLE Baseball Cigar, probably not as likely to buy it. No, I know. I probably won't. Probably not, just not that big a deal to you from that point forward. So it's, it's a lose lose when you get into this stuff. Now, if they had, you know, put the, who is it, the Red Sox? Yeah. If they put the Red Sox logo on the band, okay, then they're perfectly within their rights. But it's eh, it's kind of amorphous. Well, especially because the whole Green Monster thing came out of a colloquialism that it was just sort of how it was described by the fans. You know, it, it's a grassroots name. It's not like they built it and said, I dubbed the Green Monster. Like, it didn't, there wasn't a christening ceremony or anything. Yeah, so I'm I'm not what they use like a green Kool Aid. Yeah, smash a green Kool Aid man against the wall. Call it. <laughs> I don't know. The wall never fares well in those scenarios. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I like. I understand both sides of the argument. I do too. But I think you're always better. the The difference in successful people and unsuccessful people. Unsuccessful people fire people. When they make a mistake, successful people use it as a learning opportunity. Right. They teach people. They teach them. Okay, because everybody's going to make a mistake. This is a deal where I think Major League Baseball could be, especially in the era we're in, they could be trying to draw a few more fans. They could be a little less stuck up. All right, I'm going to put my Shane hat on here for a second. Do you want the Shane hat? It's over here beside uh, me. No, it would. It would. It, I would look like Alfalfa wearing his dad's hat It'd if I put like that, that thing kid on my on head. Fat Albert. That that's the, a, yeah. The hood pulled over yeah. his eyes. Um, that's a much better example. Uh, now I'm going to put on my conspiracy hat here. How much of this do you think might be the fact that you know 
Major League Baseball, within the last couple of years, has actually banned the use of chewing tobacco by players while they're on the field. Do you think this is them distancing themselves from tobacco? Is this part of that smoking is evil wave that has just overrun everybody? There could be an era. There could be a part of that could be it and all. But I think we're going to see... So society has swung both directions in the past five years. We've swung way far right. We've swung way far left. And I think the business of the future are the people that learn to help their clientele understand nuance. Yeah. Because nuance is always where the truth lies. And I think this was an opportunity for that they just didn't miss. Or that they just did miss. But speaking of missed opportunities... Hoya de Nicaragua Cuatro Cinco Edición Americana TAA Exclusive. Okay, when the original um, Cuatro Cinco came out, I loved it. Right. Um, when it was just the limited release, they were just celebrating 45 years. Um, loved it. The um, I was lukewarm on it. I, I liked it a lot. The everyday release, the mass production release, to me is not as good as those originals. Actually, now that you mention it, I think that's what I had. I think I had the mass production release. Okay. Well, I think I gave you one night. You smoked one of the originals at my house. Oh, and okay. All, yeah, Because yeah, I, yeah. I do still have a box or two of them sitting around at the house. But here's my thing. If you're going to do a TWA exclusive, can you not change the blend just a little? At, at minimum, change the the wrapper, add something to the binder. Why why just change the Vitola and re-release it and call it a TAA exclusive? To me, that's just mailing it in. Well, it is a little bit, but we have talked about on the show before the fact that changing the Vitola, changing the size, changing the shape can actually have an impact on flavor. So it still technically falls in the realm of something that is a limited exclusive release. Now, what I wasn't clear on is this the same blend as the original or is this the same blend as what's on the shelf now? They've never acknowledged that there was a difference in the two blends. Those of us that smoke them know. Right. If you smoke them, you know there was a difference in the blends. But Drew Estate, Hoya, they've never acknowledged a difference in the blends. So no, they, they're not acknowledging that there's any kind of a... Switcheroo. A, yeah, a, dif- a differentiation between the two blends. Gotcha. So and it's and okay they're doing a six by fifty four box press bellicoso. That's so close to the size that's on the shelf right now that I would be shocked if it's any different. If you had asked me to say what's on the shelf right now, that's what I would have said. In when I picture that cigar, I picture it in a box press belly. Yeah, that's that's just kind that's of weird. So I don't Is know. Is that a Mandela effect happening? I don't know why they did that. Um, it's just kind of a an odd thing to do. It fe- like I said, it feels like they said, hey, um, TAA wants us to release something. Let's give them, a- let's just change the Vitola, cut a half inch off of all the ones we got in the store and put them out there and call it a TAA. Yeah. And I also, speaking of bad ideals. <laughs> <laughs> we're really front loading the negativity this week. <laughs> we are. We're kind of front loading the things we don't like. But we're- the good thing is you get that out of the way and then the rest of the show, you That's can just right. kind of relax. Easy peasy. Perdomo Immenso. Is that pronounced Immenso or Inmenso? Immenso. Seven, 70 sun-grown in Maduro coming in May. So explain to me the, the thinking, if you can, 
Perdomo's not known for big ring gauge cigars being their strong suit. No, they're not. They're not. In fact, no- I think six by sixty is the biggest in their portfolio right now. They're not known for the complexity of their blend. No, they're not. They're known for consistency of their blends. So why release a five by seventy, six by seventy, and seven by seventy set of blends? I am a huge Perdomo fan, as you know. I have often called them the Starbucks of the cigar industry because they are not the best, but they're definitely not the worst, and they're always what you expect. This isn't what I expected. This doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm I'm sure Nick has a reason for doing this. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. We talked about... Was it last week on the show we talked about the, the trend of bigger ring gauges and things like that? And my takeaway from what we talked about was that that was kind of a waning fad. Like, everyone kind of settled on the fact that 60 was kind of where we needed to stop. I don't see the market for this. I especially don't see the market for it in a Perdomo, which is, you know, the larger ring gauge, the less nuance that you're going to get out of the blend you know, it'd be different if you're talking about a Goldie going up to a 70. At least you'd still get some some real nuanced flavors out of that. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen here. Yeah, but a Goldie in a 70 would cost $78 a stick. Well, yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> Take it from a man who's purchasing a box of the 660s right after the show tonight. <laughs> the Goldie in that ring gauge. You know, so the, um, the 770s, eight and a quarter, the, six, the 570s, six and a quarter... So they're kind of mid-range. It's interesting. I was actually talking to a guy on a cigar shop today, and he was talking about selling 770s. He said people tend to go for whatever size is in the middle. Yeah. If you've got three Vitolas sitting there and you've got a 660, a 554, and then a Robusto, they'll almost always grab the Toro. Well, it's the Wendy's principle. The So when, when Wendy's was still a fledgling... A fast food restaurant and not, you know, the the staple we know them as today, they used to only have two sizes of their hamburgers. They had the single and the double. And the double was more profitable for them on on margin in terms of food cost. And so they really wanted people to sell the doubles. Um, But by and large, the, the people were preferring the single. So the geniuses that they were, they decided, why don't we, rather than you know, do anything else, marketing, campaign, whatever, they introduced the triple, which is not as profitable as the double, but it increased their double sales so much. And then because of the occasional time that a person would order a triple, it made up for, it, it made reasonable enough excuse for it being on the menu. And, you know, so people, people like to look in the middle. People like options. People like choice. Well, and how many times in your life have you given a customer a choice of A, B, and C? Then 98% of the time, choose B. That's why you don't let us rate cigars 1 out of 10 anymore. That's right. That's why That's why we only go to 7, because I don't want no middle of the road. I want good, <laughs> I want to either like it or you don't. And I'll, we're not going to spend the rest of the show having that argument again either, about 4. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I I There's got to be a reason for this. You know, Pedro says that big ring gauges sell in Texas. They do. And Texas is a big cigar market. Mm-hmm. And I know you told me one time, didn't, don't they sell a lot of big ring gauge in Atlanta? They do. So I guess he's trying to work toward those markets that are the big markets trying to tap into that. You know what's interesting about those two markets for Perdomo, though? 
is that the in my opinion two of the and I'm going to make some enemies with this but two of arguably the best reps in the business are Chris Harper from Perdomo in Atlanta and John Allen for Perdomo in Texas so when you put it in in that context for me now it makes sense well you know i was actually just talking to ben here before you got here about that about the stuff that he carries in the humidor the stuff he doesn't carry in the humidor and he i'm not going to mention the name of the company because i'm i'm not here to run down any company and i'll or say anybody's doing a poor job at their job but a particular company he don't carry that used to five years ago be gigantic in nashville but their salesman got promoted and since then, and you know exactly which company I'm talking about, since their salesman got promoted, their rep was promoted, you don't find those cigars in Nashville in the proliferation that you used to. No. And all. You just, you never do. And it, it's, uh, it's interesting how much difference the rep makes. Well, we've talked about it before. It's a relationship business. And how many times I will pick up, you know, I have become a... A, a, the Bolivar has entered my regular rotation. The Partagas Black Label has done the same. And it's all because I know the guys over at Forged and I like what they're doing and I want to support their brand. And those two particular guys that we're talking about, I have followed them as they've moved around and I've always smoked their cigars because I like them. As, and, and I, you know, and because they rep companies that have good cigars, that helps. But, um, if you're a cigar shop owner, that it, it, call that be worth double. Just a, a side note to our listener in Mexico, Alex. Alex, I record on Wednesday nights. Stop messaging me right now. <laughs> that's some meta stuff right there. <laughs> when he's listening to this this weekend, he'll be, oh, that's why Shane wasn't replying to me when I was messaging him on Wednesday night. But anyway, um, so... Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on with Perdomo, and they're still a great company. I just I think this is going to go down as one of their follies, perhaps a stumbling block on the way through it. That, on first blush, that's what I would think as well. But like I said, I just put the pieces together, and if anybody can make it work, it's 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 going to be Perdomo because of who they have in the position to really execute this well in the markets where it's most likely to succeed. Yeah, I, th- I think they have the chance. Okay, the bronze label is amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the, you know, take the Goldie out of the equation because most people don't ever get their hands on a Goldie. Right. So pull the Goldie out of the equation, definitely the best La Polina I've ever smoked. Wow. Now, that being said, I've not smoked a lot of La Polina. I've smoked my fair share, but I can definitely say... The mouthfeel on this bronze label is second to none. And are you getting that bouquet? Are you getting the... Can I'm, you smell I'm it? Not. You can't smell it over your cigar? Right. The, the smell that it has is just amazing burning. And I don't know if I'm having a sensitive to smell day. Could be. Are you pregnant? I'll, no. Not to my knowledge. But um, I shouldn't be shaking trees if I'm pregnant. But anyway, <laughs> the, this, just the bouquet of this cigar... The wrapper is that perfect right between toothy and sanded down. Yeah. The burn is good. The draw is good. Definitely 
Definitely the jewel in La Polina's crown. This could, if the, if this was carried in more shops that I went to, probably would very quickly become a workhorse cigar for me. Oh wow! Um, compared to the Africa, of- uh, different apples and oranges. Okay. Different experience. This is an afternoon cigar. The Africa is a morning, midday cigar for me. Fair enough. So this is definitely a a different cigar as far as that goes. But, well, let's step away for a break. When we come back, I want to talk about, is this a gimmick or is this a mimic? I I, I really like this. And uh, we have an article about that. We have an article about Europe's largest cigar collection. And we're going to talk about just a standard cigar guy. All right, well, we'll be back with that and more after this. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is a special edition. We're just adding this on because Ben was nice enough to let us record at Reserve of Cigars here tonight. And so we have Ben joining us. Ben, what's your last name? I didn't even ask before this started. I'm a professional, man. Terry. Benjamin Terry. Benjamin Terry. And your wife's name? Ashley. Is Ashley. Ashley's who we always see on Facebook at Reserve of Cigars. Oh, absolutely. She's way way better looking on Instagram than I am. That's a, just, just a, a veteran smart move. That's on both sides of the Facebook as well as the marriage. That's just a veteran move you pulled right there. I really oh, absolutely. And uh, Okay, so Reserve of Cigars here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'll tell us about it. Tell us how you got here. How are you living the dream? I come from uh, the gig life background from music. So it was traveling around festival to festival, doing gigs here and there. And uh, we have a five-year-old now, so getting to come home and not be gone for a month at a time, five, six weeks at a time, has been a real nice thing. And me just being a avid cigar smoker for the past I don't know how many years, the cigar shop idea is always the end goal. It's always the dream, you know? All right, I'm leading you here because I really hope there's a great story where, like, you were sitting with Willie Nelson and you said, no, thank you, I'll have a cigar. How did you get started in cigars? (laughs) Really, it was just smoking them and then hanging out in cigar shops and saying to myself, you know, I can do that. We can do that. Have you got to smoke with anybody famous? Anybody that we'd recognize? You know, I've probably had cigars around a ton of people, but not that I could name off the top of my head right now. <laughs> so how did um, how did the 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 vision for this shop? Because obviously, you know, I was here before you guys took over, it, and, and the look is so different. Was that you? Was that Ashley? Was that both of you? Like, what did you guys bring when you started taking over? When we had to close, we knew that we were going to be down for a while, so we decided to do it, the whole thing. We were just going to do it right. And uh, we sat down and came up with a game plan, and she did most of everything design in here you see is straight out of her, uh, from the furniture to the colors to all that. And uh, I, I just couldn't be prouder of it. She did awesome. The shop looks great. It, it really does. I never, having seen what it used to look like, I never would have been able to picture that it could look this good. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. So we always talk about, you know, one of the greatest parts about being a cigar guy is anywhere in the country I go, I can find a cigar lounge and I can sit down with people that will be my friends. Absolutely. It's just one of the greatest parts of being a cigar guy. So people coming to Nashville, I want you to lay it out for them. So they're coming to Nashville. They got a bridal shower or bachelor party the (laughs) next night and they're going to be on Music Row. 
But they get here Friday afternoon about 2. Where do they go to eat, and then where do they go? How do they get to Reserva? Well, I would highly recommend coming to the west side to eat. We have great restaurants over here from Sperry's and Belmead to Sonobana right across the street from us. If you like Japanese food, I don't think there's better in town than directly across the street. Um, and, and then as soon as you leave there, like I said, we're right across the street. Just come straight <laughs> over here. We got you with the bar. We got you with cigars. We can hook you up however you want. Uh, we have a lot of first-time smokers that come in here, a lot of uh, younger smokers. Uh, so we really just try and cater to everybody. And we are conveniently located on the corner of White Bridge Road and Brookwood Terrace. Uh, Google Maps may take you to the wrong address. It does that sometimes. It's It'll, not the UPS store. It's just go definitely around not. <laughs> yeah, we are behind the UPS store. Well, I'll, Go ahead, Trey. I was just going to say, I've lived on the west side of town my whole life I've, I've always preferred and loved this area of town um so it's it's really fun to kind of see the way it's you mentioned the food this used to be a food desert over here and Absolutely. now we've got great restaurants we find you know we've got a, a a cigar lounge that you can hang out i mean it's it's really fun to see i i wish people would you know maybe oh, you don't have to go to east nashville it's fine it's cool it's whatever but like check out the west side Absolutely, man. Now, West Side, we've got so many hidden little gems over here. Great escape. Go get a classic NES game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, is, is Caesar still open, the Italian place that was over there at Lion's Head Village? It, for, it is uh, not, but that was my first job ever was at Caesar's. Oh, they had the best Italian lunch buffet. They oh, yeah. Out of this world. Oh, yeah. I worked <laughs> for that old man for a while. <laughs> I'm at, as good as the food was, I imagine he was a taskmaster. Oh, for sure. But everything I ever got there was outstanding. We always had a great time. So I'm, I'm sitting here talking about a restaurant that's been closed for who knows how long. Oh, yeah. They've been out there for a while, man. You're bringing back <laughs> memories. <laughs> I remember when they used to have the slot machines in the bar that didn't pay out, but you could conveniently elbow the bartender a little and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that key. That yeah. was in the good old days. That was the oh, good yeah. old days of, oh, of, yeah. Na- of West Nashville and to, to, all. To this day, I still judge the quality of a dive bar over whether or not they have a video poker machine on the corner of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great place. Very open. Your seating's great. You got very open seating. You got an 80, 83, 86 inch? 85. 85 inch. And I, I hear tell of a Mario Kart tournament here ever so often. Oh, we have been known to throw down, and those games get deep. <laughs> if, if somebody doesn't have a problem with somebody, they will by the end of the night in a Mario Kart tournament. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mario Kart 101, I think. Oh, absolutely. But- well, it's it's great to have a place like this that you can come, you can sit down, you can relax at the end of the day. You know, we've been doing a podcast in here for over an hour tonight, just kind of chilling out and relaxing. What's your hours? Hours are Monday through Thursday, uh, 11 to 8, and then Fridays and Saturdays we're open 11 to 10. And you found the 8 o'clock works well for y'all it's been a pretty good on this side of town it seems to be pretty okay um i'm not opposed to increasing later due to uh traffic increases but um we'll see where we get over the summer well that's one of the great things about a cigar lounge i've never had a a cigar lounge where a guy walks up to me and says hey i know you're halfway through the cigar but we got to close in 10 minutes no no we don't do that here either we, we usually stay out a little bit later and all that now don't, but don't be the last call guy. Don't be the guy that at 750 comes in and wants to light a nice 660 and sit around. <laughs> oh, for sure. We have plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a guy at the shop we call Last Call Pete. <laughs> they, they close at, at Crown, they close at 10 o'clock, 
and 9.53, me and a guy are sitting there smoking cigars, just wrapping it up. I said, Pete's going to walk through that door any minute. And sure enough, 9.56, walks through, walks right to the humidor. Oh, y'all are closing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got a, we got a couple of those here. Shop Dad Mark. You know who you are. <laughs> And, uh, so what's what's a big seller? What's really moving for you in, down here? We're doing really good with the uh, Room 101 and the La Palena stuff. We're doing a, a heck of a lot of Placencia here. And uh, I'd say that those are probably our, our staple go-tos. And then we sell quite a bit of Atsaniki, too. I love pumping the local brands, Atsaniki and Crown Heads. And Charles really has a good brand, and we move a lot of his product here. Charles does make a good cigar. I mean, he's... He's proliferated with children, so we ain't got to get him on the show just yet. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to nail him down and get him to come be on the show with us and all, but he's got so many children, and he had, they adopt. He's a great guy, though, just an outstanding human being. He has a house full, yeah. to say the least. And then some. Yeah. And all, but yeah, the... The brands that move, you know, you got a lot of great stuff in your humidor. You've got, you've got the big brands. And, all, and you and I were kind of talking about this before the show. How hard is it to balance out the boutique versus the big, num- big names? It is kind of tough because you have a lot of boutique brands that will only have, you know, four or five releases and maybe two or three Vitolas of each one. So when you bring in a, a, a boutique brand, it eats up a lot less shelf space than, than your big name brands. So finding a balance with your humidor space and then finding a balance as to what works versus big brand and boutique, because you have to hand sell a boutique to people most of the time. You, right. know, you have to lead them to it. So after that, I think that it kind of takes on a, a life of its own, and they either kind of fall down the rabbit hole of the brand, or they'll ask you, you know, hey, I didn't like that one. Where's What's... Something different that's more like this. And you always get the question, how many times a week does somebody call and ask if you have Cubans? Oh, at least seven. At least at once a day. At least, all the time. <laughs> and and, how, and the, the other question cigar guys ask, what's like a Padron? <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing, but... <laughs> they, they see the price tag and they say, what's like a Padron that we... Okay, yeah. so one more question before we let you go, because I, but I've got to ask, because you and your wife run the shop together. Sure. I'm going to get you in trouble here. Uh-oh. So I'll apologize in advance. <laughs> what's the cigar that she said no and you said yes that worked out? The cigar that I said that we brought into the humidor. Yeah, that, that y'all. What's the cigar that y'all disagreed on the most as far as? Because I'm certain the process is you both smoke it and you kind of yeah. decide what you're gonna like. What What's the one that the two of you? I won't even. I will, I'll just say the one y'all disagreed on. I won't even say who won the disagreement. Oh, it was a pretty heavily stacked uh, conversation about uh, Matt Booth's products. And there was, a, there was a couple of them that she was just like, listen, this is unnecessarily strong. This is unnecessarily strong. <laughs> and I was like, no, baby, it's just a, it's a full flavor cigar. No, this is made to hurt people. <laughs> so we had a little bit of, well, we brought them in anyway. You know, the, the big payback, that Maduro is a pretty tough cigar, but it's a good one. Well, the, the, the essential part of marriage is the art of compromise. Absolutely. Well, and she got him back with the paper towels, so... It oh, worked. God. <laughs> here we go on that. <laughs> I, I couldn't let us... I was in here last night, and she was trying to have me rip them, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've heard so all I, about $67 a roll paper towels. Not happening, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and I will... Running a business with your wife, you know, my father and mother built houses together my whole life. 
and it was always interesting and it's it's super valuable because that's one thing that you're going to offer here at Reserva is you do have kind of that that lady's opinion mm-hmm. and I'll, and I can see my wife could walk into this shop and feel real comfortable yeah the the way the furniture's laid out the way that the decoration is put together just so you can really tell her hand in this even the beaded curtains over there on the windows you you can kind of tell no no man would ever buy that set of curtains. Oh no, but they look fantastic at <laughs> night. They, don't they? they they look they they're worth every bit of the two thousand dollars they cost you. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> but it's just a it's amazing. Um, really, thanks for letting us come down here and broadcast with you. Anytime y'all want, Mikasa Sukasa. And also, what's the one thing people need to know about Reserva? Just to wrap it up. The one thing you need to know about Reserva is we're just cool here. You know, come here if you want to. If you want a good recommendation, if you want to try something new, if you want to explore and, and take your palate somewhere else, come here. Let us help you out. That's and what we you, do. And if you come in the first time and Ben's working, or if you come in the first time and Ashley's working, come back a second time because they're both genuinely good people. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I'm ready to get one of those $70 paper towels. I, th- I would have to roll a cigar in it and smoke it if it costs that much. I couldn't yeah. imagine. Yeah, we have, some, uh, we have some loyal customers here, and one of them was real excited to bring her paper towels. So who am I to say no? Well, thanks, Ben, for being with us tonight. Thank you guys for having us. Welcome to the Cigar Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Shane, sitting across from the styling, profiling, limousine riding, lear jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, son of a gun, Mr. Trey Dedman. <laughs> I did that just for our guest. <laughs> I had a feeling that was a wrestling uh, reference, but as per usual, that went right over my head. LaShawn has joined us, and this is the danger of coming and seeing the Cigar Cast live. We might throw a microphone at you and make you join us. <laughs> yeah, you did that. <laughs> and uh, but LaShawn was here in the shop, and he was watching us do the pod, and I said, well, here, grab a mic. And uh, we had an extra mic laying around, and also, welcome to the show. Hey, thank y'all for having me, uh, Shane and Trey. Um, I tell you, I met Trey the last time I was at the shop, um, and, and hanging out and talking about the podcast, and I've been... A cigar, I, I guess, bum. <laughs> That's what I refer to myself for the last two years, still picking it up and learning. And uh, and finding out you all had a podcast was right up my alley. So sitting here, I, I said, when y'all shoot your next podcast, I have to sit live and see how you do this. And I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, I'm, I'm learning and, and just enjoying it. Well, smoking the Antonio Connecticut, which is an excellent cigar, one of my wife's favorites. And all that Hoya. I feel bad that we talked bad about Hoya during the first half, and here he is smoking one. <laughs> but the Antonio Connecticut, just excellent Connecticut, great depth, the profile of that cigar. Just really enjoy that particular smoke. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get to smoke as often, but it's a way to, uh, for me to come out and, and, and de-stress and, and kick off the week. Absolutely. And so either I'm going to have a cigar or a bourbon. Um, I'm a bourbon guy. <laughs> so... 
You don't have to have one or the other. You can have both. I love both. And so what I was going to say is. Um, Makes it hard to wake up on Thursday morning, though. <laughs> the Connecticut, though, is really, uh, the way it smokes, is really good with the bourbon. So you can still get the flavor of the bourbon right along with the flavor of the cigar. So that's what I like about the Connecticut. Well, you know, we talk about that all the time when we're talking about pairing drinks and cigars. You don't want one to overpower the other. Mm-hmm. You don't want to smoke an animal cracker and then drink anything because it'll just totally blow out your palate. So, you you know, when I'm going to smoke a heavy cigar, I'm going to smoke a heavy cigar. When I'm going to have a drink, I'm going to have a drink. And I, I rarely smoke and drink at the same time simultaneously. I definitely can't smoke, drink, and podcast because I don't have enough hands. No, we barely have enough hands just to podcast and smoke this time. That's right. We're, we're, we're running it close, so... All right, let's talk about DBL Cigars releases the La Pipa. Have you ever heard of DBL Cigars? You know, I really think the last time I smoked a DBL, I thought it was an LFD. Well, it's it's so funny to me because looking at the picture, so La Pipa, as you may have guessed, is the pipe. So it, it's, and we actually talked about LFD doing this a couple of months ago on the show. Their band looks like a, it looks like a cross between Don Pepe, uh, no, um, Don Pedro Gonzalez and LFD and Perdomo. Like if you took all three of those logos and just slapped them together, that's, that's what you'd come up with. Well, you know, I smoked a pipe cigar on the show a couple of months ago. I'd have to look back. Oh, that's been a year ago now. Has it been a year ago? I smoked, I smoked one of the Don Gonzalez pipe cigars, and it was good, but I'm, um, you know, it's not going to be a size that I think takes over the industry overnight. Right. And uh, it says it comes in a 6 and 7 eighths by 56. So here's my question. Is that measured from... The hypotenuse. Yeah. Is that the end of the end? Is that across the hypotenuse? Is that in the angle? How do you measure that? And do you even have to put the size? Can you not say, hey, people, I've told you it's shaped like a pipe. Good what, enough. <laughs> what more do you need from me? And uh, it's a Sumatra Indonesian binder. The filler is Piloto Cubano. It has a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper or an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. And it also has a San Andreas wrapper. There's so, a lot going on with this thing. This screams gimmick to me. Oh, absolutely. This, this screams... and You don't go messing with size and shape and it not be a gimmick. Well... Prove if, me wrong. If you're an established company... Yeah. You know, LFD every year releases the football cigar. Right. They're a very established company. I don't necessarily consider that a gimmick. I consider that kind of just a nod to their clientele that like to watch football and play cigars. The first time they did it, it was a gimmick. When they kept doing it, it became a branding. Yeah, and I think you can, if you're an established company, but I wouldn't want the first cigar anybody had heard about from my company to be a gimmick cigar. So the Venomous Duck's not going to be a gimmick cigar? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, and, and Venomous Duck is the name of the company. We've been branching out and naming the... The Armadingo is still my favorite cigar name. <laughs> I, I like Octacougar better. I still do. Well, I can't logo Octacougar. I can't get a... I mean, the Armadingo, I kind of see in our... LaShawn, <laughs> just, just to catch up. I'm Every, imagining what an Octacougar would look like just for Brandon Shane. Yeah. <laughs> Cougar we, head with tentacles. 
Yeah, that that gets a little bit into the adult industry side of things. <laughs> well, anything with tentacles will if you go that far. I actually, I actually kind of see a Japanese style, like eight cougars in a circle with their tails tied together inside of a a black on silver layout for the band. That's so that's like kinda... Spectre meets Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. If you think in that terms, the armadillo makes itself. You just have a nice looking armadillo. He has he's dressed like um McDundee. Yeah. And he you know, that he's holding a great big knife. That's not a cigar, mate. This is a cigar. Yeah. I mean I, I think the, the armadillo writes itself. I mean it's just gold. I still like Fangaroo too. See again, Fangaroo, how do you not make that intermi- in, how do you not make that intimidating? Because because you definitely go saber toothed tiger fangs. You can't go vampire fangs. Oh, absolutely. This may be the least LaShawn, I'm glad you're here. This may be the least least coherent conversation ever had about cigars and broadcast to the general public. You know, I hope someone comes into this episode right in the middle. <laughs> Fangaroo. <laughs> I just hope so. If if anybody out there is listening and you walk into Reserva Cigars in the next week, please ask Ben if he's carrying Venomous Duck brand. <laughs> <laughs> if one person does that, my life will be complete. I'm just going to say. But all the time we need, we need to exhibit something about a cigar, but we don't want to use anybody's name in particular. So that's where we dreamed up the Venomous Duck. So we'll just say, when you light your Venomous Duck, this happens. Then we're not cutting down anybody's cigar or elevating anybody's cigar. But this has kind of took on a life of its own where I'm sitting there on Sundays making up cigar names and texting them to Trey for, for market research and feedback. <laughs> and, uh, the joys of having a podcast. Did I just become the quality control department for the podcast? Well, you're, you're one of the votes. You're, you're definitely one of the votes in the industry. I, I tend to send that text out to three or four people. Never in a group text. The most hated people in my life include me in group texts. Sometimes it's necessary. I will cut and paste 20 times before I will execute a group text. But when you're trying to organize a bachelor party in Tunica and half of the people invited are unresponsive, it becomes like herding cats. And at a certain point, you just have to put them all in a room and let them set it, sort it out themselves. At a certain point, you have to put them all in the room and let me yell at them. Loud enough and long enough. Yeah. That's what happened with your bachelor parties. I finally just yelled at everybody and said, hey, come on now. (laughs) Respond to Trey's text message, (laughs) dang it. For crying out loud, what is wrong with you people? (laughs) Everybody should have a friend like me. (laughs) And I don't know, LaShawn, what do you do when you're not smoking cigars? Raising children. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I have three, and so going to the ball field or... And it's funny because my daughter is running for class treasurer for next year. And we've put her in acting classes because that's what she's wanted to do for the last three years. And she's done it um, well. And she stutters just a little bit. Yeah, she, she has a little stammer, not, not a stutter, a stammer. And um, so she shot a video um, just yesterday for her, um, I guess, campaign or, or commercial of why she should be the class treasurer. And she did phenomenal. We said... That's the first time that those acting classes have paid off. So when I'm not doing this, so you see why I have to sometimes get away the smoking cigar. So how I, many kids? Three, um, a 10-year-old, 9-year-old, and a one will be two here in June. 
Wow, that's a that's a big span between. It's a gap. <laughs> yeah, between number two and three, that's a pretty big gap. We got a baby fever somewhere and said, "Oh, it'd be great to have a baby." And then we got a baby. And we was like, "What were we thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll be forty here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Don't, don't ever let the youngest listen to this show. <laughs> I love him, but oh my god, he is already in his terrible twos. Oh, that's once you get past that, and, and I know I'm preaching the choir because you already know this. But man, every every age from then on just gets so much better and better. <sighs> yes. Oh well, I, Emma's 14 now. 12. 12. Okay. Yeah. Remember, she'll, the, be, she'll be 13 in about a month and a half. Remember the advice I gave you about Dayton. Kill the first one, and the rest will know you're serious. <laughs> that's, that's the sum yeah, total of my advice. Yeah, then some joker comes and shakes the tree I hit him in, and then he falls out, and then we've got an inquiry. So put him in a magnolia tree. You can't get a toy out of one of them with a bulldozer. But anyway, okay. So this is from the manual.com. Europe's largest cigar collection is a feast for the senses. Here's why. This is from John Gugala. And, okay. Really, this article's cool. Um, I'm apparently the only one with the capability to pull it up in this shop tonight. <laughs> and Trey's computer just went blank. Why do they give you the little T-Rex symbol when there's no connection? I don't know. Ask Google. If anybody would know Ironically, the answer. Ironically, I can't Google that right now because the Internet's not working for me. <laughs> if anybody would know the answer to that question, it would be Trey. I can't believe you let me down. I can't believe you don't know the answer of why it's a T-Rex when you have no connection. But... The Wellesley... Because it can't reach the page. Tiny little arms. Tiny little arms. <laughs> can't do push-ups either. The Wellesley Kingsbridge in London is a boutique hotel. They've only got 37 rooms. This is the kind of place that I love. This is what I love in life. I love the exclusivity. I love that you've got to do something to get there. I love everything about that. And, I'll, and they have the largest cigar collection. But now... Here's the deal. They let you smoke them. Now, you probably have to mortgage your house and two out of three of LaShawn's children to get one. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a chance I'm willing to take. But <laughs> they, have, they have a cigar sommelier there that sits down and goes through what are you looking for in your cigar, which would be the greatest job ever. I was ever. just about to say dream job, right? Yeah, dream job. Oh. And you sit down, and then you get to smoke the cigar. I want to talk for a minute about cigar collecting. I can't do it. I love cigars, but the joy of a cigar is smoking it. Well, and, you know, I've got, I have tried to sit on cigars and, and age them, and I can't even do that because I get, because I run out of my regular stuff and I, I dip into it a couple of times and then I realize how much I like it and I keep going. And so I, I am the world's worst at being able to hold on to cigars long term. I couldn't imagine trying to take that from one year up to you name it yeah I'll, um, you almost need a hidden humidor that you give a cigar to your wife and say hey i would like to age this and then she takes oh, yeah. it and puts it somewhere where you'll never find it yeah which in my house would be right on the counter <laughs> I, I i don't know what it is you know it's a joke that all women say about their husbands or men in general is that we can't find stuff right in front of our face and it happens to me Weekly. Well, the okay, we're going to talk about marriage for a minute. Honey, when I say where is something, the unacceptable answer is, have you looked for it yet? Would I be asking where it is if I had not looked for it? 
Do I just if roll the, around? If the and answer laugh? to your question was as obvious as, as you think it is, then she wouldn't have to ask you if you've looked for it. <laughs> do, do I walk through life wearing a set of blinders like they put on a horse on Times Square? Sometimes I wish I could. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and I'm not responsible for anything outside of this window. Hey, there, there's been a lot of times on a beach in Mexico that I really wanted oh, a set of blinders. Yes. <laughs> I've been to St. Bart's. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, a set of blinders might have saved me some things that I just can't <laughs> can't get out of my head nowadays. <laughs> you missed that inch. It never came back. <laughs> <laughs> but, so... Yeah, aging cigars is tricky. But, you know, I've got a friend. He's in his 60s. He will never live long enough to smoke all the cigars he has. If he quit everything else in life and just said, all I'm going to do from now till the day I'm toes up is light cigar after cigar, he would never make it in the week and a half he would last. (laughs) Right. I was about to say that. (laughs) I've kind of got into smoking cigars um, through building friendships. And so I collect them. So I don't get to smoke them as much as I like because, one, we went to Mexico, Cancun, a couple years, and we're going back this uh, summer. And me and my brother-in-law sat out and smoked one on the, um, the, the balcony. And my daughter came in and said, Daddy, why are you smoking? It's bad for you. And, <laughs> and, and it made me feel so bad as a parent to smoke in front of her. So I, I promised her, so I'll never smoke again in front of you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you. I have to get out and get away to get a smoke. But I found through collecting them and finding out what other people like, getting um, their recommendations and, and getting those cigars, when I meet someone I really like, that's a token of friendship. Yeah. It's like when you come to my house, <clears throat> find out what I drink. Don't just bring random wine. I like Uncle Nearest. I like, you yeah. know, a, a good uh, cognac. Bring me something that you think I like. And, and that's how I gotten into collecting cigars. Um, because when I meet someone and I'll be like, Shane, uh, you really like that um, stick you're smoking now. What's, what's that there you're smoking? I'll have one or two for you. So if you come by the house... That's my friend. I got you a stick, Shane. So that's my reason for collecting them, more so than smoking them all. I think that's awesome. Oh, it's it's a great it's a it's a cigar guy move. It's total cigar guy move. Great cigar guy move, and it's it really reflects that you're thinking about it because I'm see I'm the opposite. So that box of Goldie's sitting on the counter. I know there's ten cigars in that box. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got one when I go on the camping trip in June. I've got one for when we go down to New Orleans fishing. I got a cruise hopefully coming up soon as soon as I possibly can get a boat with enough people on it to hit the ocean. And also, I'm always thinking about where am I going to be when I smoke. I've got ten, that's ten moments in my life ten that are now moments. reserved. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, see, that's it's funny you bring that up because I have noticed. Th- what it takes for me to be able to really hold on to a cigar is to have a, a date in mind. So we got married twice last year because of COVID. So <laughs> didn't take the first time. Yeah. So, but I have, I have two Padron 64s in my humidor. One of which is that I bought the week of in. in so our anniversary is coming up April 4th. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have that one then, and then I've got another one August first because that when we had our actual like ceremony. So I've got those two, and one of them's coming up on a year. The other one will absolutely hit that year mark. I can save a cigar if I've got a a goal in mind for it. 
But wouldn't you hate to be, you know, the pilot comes over the intercom, sorry, folks, we're going down, we're about to hit the mountain, and your last thought to be, man, that Padron 64 is going to go unsmoked. <laughs> well, I'm officially offering you my... You know I'm flying in less than a week. I think you did that last time I got on a plane. Well, there's no mountains in between here in Florida. <laughs> no, but there's a great big ocean. Well, sure. Just <laughs> but I mean, the ocean, you probably can, you probably swim to shore, but I'll offer my services now. Anybody that's aging cigars, go ahead and put me in your speed dial, and I'll just info at cigarcast.com, and just shoot that email when you're hitting the plane. Hey, I've been saving this great cigar for 10 years. I would, I'm not going to get to smoke it, obviously. Shane, come by my house and pick it up. We'll break in in the dead of the night after I get done chopping I was about down to say, the magnolia tree. Don't give tree. him your security code to your alarm system because I want to read about this in the news blotter. Ma'am, I'm very sorry for your loss, but this document clearly states that I need to grab a cigar out of your husband's <laughs> humidor. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll let you go back to sleep, ma'am. I know you're grieving. Hey, you got a light? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the funeral, but it's the only place I knew you would be. <laughs> See, the obituary right here. Yeah, right here. It is obituary. Shane needs to smoke this 1964 in honor. But, okay, as we're landing the plane here, though, I do want to talk about landing the plane. Interesting choice of words. Okay, as we're crashing the plane here. Um, the We talk, you know, we have LaShawn on because we just, we love cigar guys. Yeah. Cigar it's, it's guys are just breed. great. And this is the truest definition of a cigar guy. We've all met a guy like this in the shop. Tampa Bay Times, a guardian of fossils, cigar industry, and its history to Tampa Bay. Brad Massey feels that being the curator of public history at Tampa Bay History Center is the best job I ever had. I would agree. I, I, I see no downside to this. This looks awesome. Oh, yeah, it's a great picture of him standing there with this giant crocodile skull. I'd had to hang a cigar out of the crocodile skull. Oh, of course. And uh, obviously, for obvious reasons. But how many times in your life have you sat down with somebody at a cigar store at random and said, what do you do? And they pull out this amazing career that just blows your mind, and you're like, wow, I can't believe, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm getting involved in this part of the world that otherwise I would have never crossed paths. When I was eight years old, I was a riveter on the Titanic, and then I was... <laughs> and yeah. that's how I ended up selling ladies' shoes. Yeah, now, I'm, let's, let's give some tips to everybody out there. If you happen to be that person that has that really interesting job, when somebody asks you what you do, don't start from the time you were born and end with, and then you ask me what I, was, what I do for right. a living. <laughs> Keep it brief. Yeah. Keep, keep it kind of nailed down. I lost three hours of my life one night because I sat down with a gentleman in the shop and I said, hey, the M1 Abrams, as soon as I tell this story, you're going to know exactly who, who cornered me for three hours. I said, the M1 Abrams tank, could that fire while in motion? <laughs> I know exactly. And that's three hours of my life on Gone. the history of tanks that I will never get back as long as I live. <laughs> I, he he knows where every rivet in every tank ever invented. I did not know that I was sitting down with somebody that had never drove a tank but could teach a master class at Harvard in tank lore. <laughs> I work with a guy just like that. And, with, and ex-Marine. And so he served our country and it was in Desert uh, uh, Shield. 
and, and told the story when they had to stop the tank and take off the tracks just like that. And I sit there for an hour and a half and I'm like, oh, my God, why did I ask him? Because he has cool pictures on his walls. Yeah. Yeah, so I can relate. I understand. <laughs> well, and while we're on tanks, I, I would be remiss if I didn't state, I guarantee you I could take a combination. My wife has long hair. I could take a combination of her hair and lab hair and stop an M1 Abrams dead in its tracks. <laughs> There's something about that lab hair that whip, weaponizes woman hair. And uh, I, my life is spent repairing vacuum cleaners at my house. I, I was wondering where we were going with this. This took a, a left turn at the traffic lights that I was not expecting. And uh, But interesting article about what he does. It's kind of random, but if you've ever sat with a cigar guy, this article makes perfect sense. Everybody should go to Tampa Bay Times and read this article because if you're, if you're a cigar guy, this article will make perfect sense to you with the way it, re- it meanders through his life. Well, and because we may not be able to collect cigars, but we're able to collect experiences and hobbies. And, I mean, how many cigar guys do you know that don't either hunt or fish or golf or, you know, and then insert any number of, like, 30 different hobbies? I mean, heck, we'd do a podcast about it. So, it, you know, it's just... I think this is a perfect example of that. Like, I like fossils. I like cigars. I'll do a museum. Well, by the way, have you noticed a lot of flyers, a lot of pilots involved in cigars lately? And I've just noticed I've had a bit, had a better than average time lately of talking to cigar people. They say, oh, yeah, and I fly planes on the weekend. That's pretty cool. I've always wanted to get my pilot's license. Uh, no desire. No uh, desire. The smaller the plane, the better. Don't, couldn't get me in a helicopter at gunpoint. No, that that's, yeah, I don't have any desire for that. Well, how do they say, okay, we're going to put you in this device that if anything goes wrong, there's nothing you can do about right. it. <laughs> Sorry, I just ruined the a... helicopter ride on your honeymoon. That's but, right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put you in this stone that's not aerodynamic at all. Yeah. And against the laws of nature and God's will, we're going to put you 3,000 feet in the air. Good luck. The, something that was invented while looking at an egg beater. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just don't understand it. But we're going we're gonna to knock off a little early on the show tonight because we're going to have a special extra session here where we're just going to sit down with Ben and talk about Reserva for a few minutes. And also, uh, we're going to knock off just a little <laughs> bit early on the show. But, LaShawn, thank you for joining us. Thank you all for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I, I, I cannot wait to listen to all the 200-plus podcasts. <laughs> To get caught up. So thank you for inviting me. Before you do that in one shot, consult a physician. I don't think that's recommended. <laughs> and I, will, I, I can proudly say, unlike somebody else sitting on the couch with me, I have listened to every episode of the Cigar Cast because that's my wife and I. I'm, I'm an egomaniac. My favorite podcast is mine. Does doing it not count as listening? No. How many times? So you're saying you've listened to me? <laughs> Most of the time. I, I could present a lot of evidence <laughs> to the contrary of you listening. How else do I know when to tell you you're wrong? <laughs> but we, we have a lot of fun with it. We just enjoy ourselves and all. And when you get ready to launch your podcast, come on back, talk to us about it, tell us all about it. We'll run back up here and smoke another bronze label. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Bronze label's a solid six. Yeah. yeah. Solid six. Um, I probably need two or three more before I'm really going to be able to to raise that rating. I definitely don't think it'll go any lower. I think it's always just going to raise. The Enclave Broadleaf is a six for me, too. 
Always it's, six. It's so close. So, so Lashawn, our cigar rating system on the Cigar Cast, our official system, is from one to seven. One being you're only ever going to smoke another, and if offered to you by a grouchy third world dictator. Seven being you can't you'd break your arm to get your hands on another. And now, what do you rate the Connecticut, the Antonio Connecticut? I'd probably give it a solid five, four or five. That's yeah. about right for that that yeah. stick. That's a, that's a good workhorse stick. It sits right firmly in that five, five and a half range. Mm-hmm. I definitely can get behind that. So how do they get a hold of us, Trey? You can reach us via email at info at cigarcast.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at the cigarcast and facebook.com slash the cigarcast. I knew I was missing one. <laughs> Don't look at me. This is your part of the show. <laughs> It's the change of venue. I never do well. I'm preparing to deliver my outline over here. Do you mind? (laughs) Have (laughs) it. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Mm